You're listening to a bite-sized episode from the High Performance Podcast in partnership with Lotus Cars. We won't take up much of your time, but I really hope that we will add to your day. All we're going to do is look back on a former episode. We're going to break it down and just see what lessons, what learnings, what little nuggets of information one of our high-performance guests has left with us that it's worth diving in a bit deeper to. This week, the guest is the former Manchester United boss and the current manager of Inter Miami in the MLS. Phil Neville. Biggest sort of bit of learning you took away from your time at Manchester United? I think the biggest thing was, is that there is actually life away from Manchester United. That was the biggest learning because it was and still is the biggest part of sort of like our family. We're Reds. We're, 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 where they lose, we lose. And when I left, driving down the, the East Lanks Road, I, I was like, I thought it was it. I thought it was in the world. And then I realised actually there is another world out there. And actually it made me a better person and it made me more rounded and it, it made me grow up more and more mature because, dear me, these Sir Alex just put a blanket around you and, and just protected you. And I think if I had to left United, I wouldn't have gone to Valencia. If I had to left United, I wouldn't have took the women's job because I think it just, it just, it was like, if I grew going to Everton, yeah. oh, dear so me. the I, biggest bit of learning almost at United was when you left. Left, yeah. yeah. Wow. Definitely. And then when you, went in, when you went into Everton, what was the biggest learning there? I was on the phone with John Ruddy, the Wolves keeper this yeah. morning, and he said, oh, I love that you've got Phil on. I'd love to know when he decided to get into management because when he was at Everton with us, it was like he was already a manager. First in, last out. He'll be perfect for your podcast. So obviously you did impact those players. He still remembers yeah, your well, dedication. The, the biggest influence was David Moyes. David Moyes was like, here, this is, this, is, this is your dressing room. That this this is what I want you to do. And third game in, he made me captain. And I remember, please don't make me captain. And the dressing room was like, teacher's pet, Moise's little boy. Oh, he's coming here. He's in his little grass and all this business. And, and he was firm. I've come in here and I'm going to change something. And you're going to be the one that polices that dressing room and drives that dressing room. And his, his belief in me was incredible. From the minute I walked in, or I say, the minute that actually he asked my father for me to sign, then the, from, from even to this day, his belief in me has been unbreakable. From the time he took me to United as a coach, first day there, I literally thought I was just going to be Bibbs and Collins. Where I, you take, you take the, you take the warm up, you take the possession. The trust he given me was was probably the, the like no other coach has given me, and and I think, I think the that that was massive for me. I think. Yeah, this is really interesting, Damien. It's this, um, it's this approach of constantly chasing growth, isn't it? Definitely. I think Phil is an embodiment of what uh, is known as the growth mindset. This is a, a, a term coined by a child psychologist called Carol Dweck, probably one of the most influential minds in modern day psychology. What she demonstrated is that for kids that have a growth mindset, kids and adults that have a growth mindset, that's the ability that you believe that your talent is a muscle and that the more you work, the more you develop it, the more you the more you stretch yourself, the bigger and better and stronger it grows. And I think what Phil demonstrated there was a growth mindset to want to challenge himself to leave Manchester United where he wasn't playing regularly to go to another Premier League club in Everton where it stretched him and developed him as a leader and as a cultural architect, a catalyst for the success that Everton went on to achieve under David Moyes. 
And I think what's really important with the lesson from Phil is that he talks about the importance of leaving Manchester United. He talks about, as we heard in the clip, being in the Everton dressing room and already having a growth mindset there. And then he's challenged himself in other ways. Obviously, he's worked with England's women as their manager because he wanted to push himself. Now he's decided, despite the fact that he's got family and kids and commitments in the UK, he's gone to America to be the manager of Inter Miami, the, the football team owned by David Beckham. And that's another challenge for him. And that's the important lesson for people listening to this when it comes to the growth mindset. You don't stop learning. You never stop growing. You never stop expanding. There's no one can listen to this and go, yeah, yeah, I had the growth mindset, but then I learned everything. Well, how, how arrogant is that? Exactly. I think that's the point that it's about loving your craft and learning that there's always some new information. There's a new perspective to be taken. And again, this is what came out in our chat with Phil, that his perspective of women's sport could only be really achieved by working within that world and stepping into the shoes of some of the women he was working with and seeing the struggles, the difficulties they had, you know, going to Spain and learning a new language and a new football culture was something that he was testing himself with as he's now cho chosen to do by going out and taking on a new project uh, for David Beckham and, and the other investors in, uh, in, in Miami. So how do we create then a growth mindset? If you're listening to this and you're thinking, it sounds good, I'd like to give it a go. Are there any simple tips or tricks? I'm sure Damien's got one. Mine is a phrase that I've been using since the late 90s, which is never sit in the comfy chair. And I started my career at a, a small cable TV network in Norwich and I decided to give up a job earning six grand a year, by the way, which was a lot of money to me. And the boss said, look, it's a brave move to walk away from a job in television because there aren't that many of them just to go to London and see if you can cut it. But he said, I admire that. And, and he was the one that said to me, I'll give you one piece of advice for the rest of your life. Never sit in the comfy chair. And that is my approach to the, to the growth mindset, really. It doesn't matter whether it's not bothering to get up at 5am to have a bit of quiet time and to read a book or whether it is not bothering to lay on the pillow at the end of the day and work out what's been good or been bad about that day or whether it's not picking up the phone to have an awkward conversation. All of those things are me not sitting in the comfy chair and it is a mantra that I live my life by. What about you, Damien? I think it's like, I love the comfy chair mantra that you describe. I think the way that I do it is that um, just taking that time to stop and think and reflect at the end of every day, asking myself, could I have done that better? Is there a different way that I could have achieved it? So you're not constantly getting fixed with thinking that things are a certain way. I often think of even like the name of um, on social media of Liquid Thinker comes from Edward de Bono. The uh, creativity guru suggested that 80% of our problems in life is because we get stuck and we become solid in our thinking. We think that things should be a certain way. We have to do things in the same manner. And liquid thinking is just having that ability to try and see things from a slightly different perspective, to see that there's not just one way of skinning a cat. So even thinking about it in terms of just reflecting at the end of the day is my reminder to keep developing this growth mindset. Yeah, it's nice. And and I think the other thing is, we'll talk about this on another podcast, but bad things happen. And in some ways, when those bad things happen, just accepting that that is not the comfy chair coming your way and that it's up to you to deal with them is another way of chasing growth rather than being knocked back or set back by those by those things. Damien, thanks so much for your company. I love these little bite-sized episodes, don't you? Yeah, I do. They're, sort of, they're nice reminders for us as well, aren't they, yeah. of some of the conversations we've had. 
Yeah, they're great. I love them. Thank you so much, Damien. Thanks to the whole team for their hard work on this bite-sized episode. Thanks to Lotus Cars, our founding partner. But most of all, thanks to you for being the most important part of the high-performance community. See you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.